Hello, true believers! It is time to drive home with Stu! Here we go! Hopefully I'm not running anyone over. No, that was just a bump. Thank you, folks. Thank you for letting me go. Even though you really didn't, I just forced my hand. But I am stopping at this stop sign, a full stop. It's my turn, kiddo. Let me go first. And here we go, going over the speed bump, giving you the play-by-play. -play. That should be today, the play-by-play -play of driving. Oh, there's the boxing gym that I said I was going to go to tomorrow at 4.30 for a lesson. Turns out it's not really a boxing gym. It's a gym that uses boxing for like a cardio workout, like you do with uh, kickboxing. And, oh, I'm sorry, sir. I'll move up so you can get around me, you crazy son of a bee. Oh, that's as far as I can go. I can go only a little farther. That's all I can do. Sorry, chief. Who's letting this guy go through? Man, this is a play-by-play. -play. Ooh, it's a little hot. It's a little hot tamale. Even though it is almost fall. Ah, I missed the light. Darn it. I missed the light, I did. Don't want to miss the light. Oh, did you know I'm an Irish lad? I am. Even though my last name is Spitz. I was adopted by a fine Jewish family. But I just had my DNA taken care of and it turns out I'm almost 75% Irish I am. So I'm gonna to say top of the morning and all that good stuff. Yep, found that out, 23andMe. Although, you know, I'm watching the commercials for Ancestry.com and they seem to have a lot more information than just like your DNA traits and where you're from. And 23andMe is good about health. I know all the random diseases that I won't get that aren't in my genetic makeup. Turns out that I will not be getting Parkinson's, which we had a, 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 a scare a couple of years back. We had a Parkinson's scare. My hands were shaking because of a medicine I was taking that they had upped the dosage. And the doctor who gave it to me did not take into effect that or just didn't acknowledge the fact that that was a side effect of this drug that he had me on. So. What happens is, is I'm shaken like a leaf and I show my general practitioner who is not my general practitioner any longer. And I show my general practitioner and I say, you know, what's up with this? What's going on? Oh, oh it, was, it was right at the end of an examination and I doorknobbed him. I asked him as he was gonna leave. I said, what do you think about these shaky hands there, doc? And he said, huh, let me see them. And he fotzes with my hands for a few minutes and then he goes, Looks like early onset Parkinson's disease. You don't drop that bomb unless you're 100% sure. Almost sent my wife to, the, to cardiac arrest. She was, what? Freaking out. So I get to go to a neurologist. I, she makes me do a couple of tests. And she's like, it doesn't look like anything, but we'll still examine you because I guess there's certain things you can't draw or do when you have... Parkinson's disease, I guess, um, which would have really sucked. That's a lousy disease. That's a really bad, not that there's many good diseases, but that one really uh, just sucks, man. Bites the old monkey butt. So not, not something I would like to experience. Go for the MRI, finished up, come back after the scam. Doctor says, you are perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with you. Turns out it was a side effect from that medicine after all. 
and it still bothers me to this day. My, my hand still has spasms, especially when I'm using like a mouse, like a mouse on the computer, like the little pad. Yeah, a lot of times my hand shakes and bobs up and down when I'm trying to write. And then sometimes I get little spasms in my arm and shoulders. For all you know, it's stress-related. Everything in my life all, all, always has physical manifestations of, of stress. Who knows? But it was definitely not Parkinson's. And according to my DNA, no Alzheimer's either. <clears throat> Pardon me. But I do have... Oh, and there's a couple of cancers that I am not... Uh, that I am, well, not immune, but it's just not showing up in my DNA. I don't have a pre-existing pre condition, if that's the right word, or a precursor to these particular cancers, but they're very random. Interestingly enough, one of the cancers was very common amongst Ashkenazi Jewish people, which is very interesting because that's my family. My family is Ashkenazi Jewish. My, I'm, my DNA is Irish. If you knew me, you'd take one look and say, Oh, he's an Irish lad he is. Look at him, fine as can be. Uh, but I was adopted by a wonderful Jewish family, the Spitzes. That's where I get my last name from. They took care of me. They're awesome. They're my best family. I take care of my mom to this day. My dad passed four years ago. And I think it's wonderful that my mom is still alive and with us, but they're Ashkenazi Jews. So technically my lineage, as far as my adopted family goes, turn of the century, Poland, Austria, usual blah, 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 Jewish people coming at the turn of the century when we had all the immigrants coming, the Italian immigrants coming as well. They kind of all came together. They all kind of lived in the tenements together, which is why a lot of them became gangsters together. A lot of very uh, powerful Jewish gangsters there were, especially Meyer Lansky, the man who came up with the idea to unify the five families and pretty much created La Cosa Nostra and the Mafia as we know it. Although it's not really much around these days. It's not as strong as they used to be. Uh, today's mobs are uh, a lot more vicious and uh, ruthless. But, you know, the Italians are still in there but not nearly as prevalent as much. And remember, that's just a small section of Italian-Americans. There are a lot of awesome, wonderful, terrific Italian-Americans. It's a bummer when people just assume, oh, you must be in the mob, you're Italian. Well, that's just silly and hurtful. So don't do that. What did we learn today? Don't do that. Don't be a bigot. Don't be prejudiced. It's so much easier to hate than to love. And really, when it gets down to it, who really cares? Why would anyone care if they had, like, uh, a person of color, of, of whatever the color would be, living next to them? What would they care? If the person was a white person or a person of color and they kept their house in shambles with cars on blocks with no wheels, with a messed up lawn as knee-high in weeds and, and just crap, then you're not going to be happy no matter who's next to you. White, black, green, purple, or indifferent. You're not going to care because their house looks like a pit and they always have people around causing trouble. Just like the old house that we bought in uh, Norwalk before we moved to Stanford. We've always lived in Fairfield County, most of it in Stanford. But we bought a house in Norwalk for a little while. And 
I forget my, I lost my train of thought Cause that's the way my short term memory works I could be in the middle of a story and forget Don't really know why I was talking about Norwalk But I'm also concentrating on driving Is there something to be said about that? So, I, we lived in Norwalk And the people that we took their house they were like the menaces of the neighborhood. The cops were always there. Everyone hated them. When we moved in, we got cakes and pies and cookies from all the neighbors. They were so happy that what seemed like a normal family was moving in. I mean, those people were a blight on that area, on that neighborhood. And regardless of the color of the skin, they happen to be white, but regardless of the color of the skin, all right? And that's what the problem is. My two neighbors are from two complete ones from like Eastern Europe. The other ones from Haiti. They're the nicest people. Um, couldn't I, I? I'm not that type of person because I really couldn't care what they look like or who they are. But it just so happens, and their houses are neater than mine. If anything, I'm probably the one that they're complaining about. Hopefully not. Not with my wife. My wife keeps things uh, neat as a pan. She does neat as a pan. So that's just my point. Be happy with who lives next to you if they're not a bunch of jerks. Be happy. Who cares what they look like? Who cares how many kids they have? Who cares? They're good, decent people. That's all that matters. If they're not throwing bombs at your house, that's all that matters. And when I say bombs, I need bags of poop lit up and thrown. Like you put on someone's front doorstep and when they come out to put up the fire, man, they smash their foot into a big hunk of poop. All right, that may be a harsh thing to do and you could end up burning someone's house down, but it's funny, damn it. It's funny. I honestly, I don't know if that was ever done in real life. I'm assuming someone did it. They, they've done it in movies where you take the bag of poop and you light it on fire. And when the per- you ring the person's bell, when they come out to put the fire on, they immediately stamp. What if they happen to have a fire extinguisher right by them and they put it out with a fire extinguisher? Then you just got white frothy poop and the joke is defeated now when i was a kid there was poop everywhere as far as the eye can see p to the o to the double o to the p if you know what i'm saying add a y and you got poopy if you know how i'm playing so we got poop in a bag you light it on fire guy comes out steps all over gets poop on his shoe that's a new thing we've learned Next thing is, back in my day, in the 80s and the 70s, mainly in the 70s, because uh, Mayor Koch changed the rule, but you didn't have to pick up after your dog. So there was just those like strips of grass that are in between a home and the gutter, just filled with poop, poop bombs. People use, I, I was friends with these two guys. I don't know if I'm really supposed to say names on these podcasts because I don't want to get sued or anything, but I had two friends growing up. They lived in Park Slope, and they used to put on their Freezy Freakies. I don't know if you know what a Freezy Freaky is, but it's these gloves that when you put them on, these winter gloves, and they get cold, they change colors, or a design pops up on them. It's actually quite ridiculous, but that was a very popular item back in the day. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Sorry, people. It's your turn now. But I'm a-coming, I'm a-coming, and my head is bending low. All right, so Freezy Freakies. Uh, these guys used to pick up poop and throw it at each other with their Freezy Freakies on it. How they cleansed and disaffected the Freakies, I have no idea. But yet they would keep them in their freezer, they would take them out, and they would pick up poop and throw it at each other. Throw it at people walking by, not random people. 
But meanwhile, my buddy and I did, I don't know if I'm supposed to say names, but my buddy and I will call him Georgie T in the place to be, and that was not his name at all. Him and I used to take fake poop and put it on the street and see if people would walk around it. We were doing candid camera jackass uh, uh, impractical jokers before anybody else. Actually, candid camera was out back then. I think that's what gave us the idea to do it, was candid camera which was a very funny show in the 70s. Still to this date, till to this date, although uh, Pranked was pretty good. Punked, Punked was pretty good. Still to this day though, Candy Camera, Alan Funt was just such a great show. They would do things like stop signs or telephone booths to start walking away. And there'd be a guy in a suit or funny, 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 funny stuff. So we used to put the fake poop on the ground and we would see who would step over. And I think some guy kicked it, if I'm not mistaken. I could be making that up. I tend to make a lot of things up in my head. It's not my fault. But it could have been, it, it, that could have happened. I think that some guy walked by and hit the uh, poop with a stick. Not with a stick. What am I saying? That was another thing. Used to put poop on a stick and chase each other around. They talked about that in the first... uh, No, in in Raw. In Eddie Murphy Raw. Nope. Eddie Murphy Delirious. He does that whole thing. Uh, What is it? Doo-doo. Gonna put it on you. And you chase everyone around with doo-doo on a stick. That's because there was doo-doo everywhere. Everywhere you could look, there was doo-doo. You could find it anywhere on any street corner. It was, it was plump and right for the picking. So, <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm going to be 50 years old in about six months in February, and I still find poop humor hysterical. Don't know why. It's absolutely ridiculous. But I do find poop humor just funny as all get up. Can't help it. It's just who I be in the place to be. Just look at me. I don't got no fleas. And I'm begging please that you share my podcast with someone new. Nobody's really listening to us, people. We need we need listeners. We need listeners to listen to me carry on about poop. Alright, so those were some of the adventures with duty that we had. Putting in the street, making people walk around, freezy freakies, throwing into people, and poop everywhere. That's why when you stepped in poop. It was, it was, people would say it was good luck. That when a, when a bird spits on, uh, poops on your head too. Now birds just randomly poop because they don't have a sphincter. They can't hold their poop. They can't be like, oh snap, I got to go to the bathroom. Like I am right now, driving home. No, they just got to let it flow. Look at these kids with, oh, those are regular bikes. I thought they had dirt bikes. I can't believe they're going on bikes in this, on this road. This road is called Wire Mill. It is windy and turny, and people still take it at 40 miles an hour, especially when they got a stick shift. If you don't know how to drive stick shift, you probably will never have to. So at this point, you probably don't necessarily have to learn, although you will get a much cheaper car if it is stick shift. Much, much less, more or less, more or less expensive. Much less expensive. Because nobody drives a stick anymore, and every find, people find it irritating, and people don't like when you get on a hill, and it starts rolling backward, but it is the most fun thing. If you like driving, and I don't like driving. This is a 15, 20-minute drive, so I don't mind it, but I don't like driving. 
but I do like driving stick. You can hit those corners, you drop it down in second as you're turning a sharp corner or a sharp corner, depending on where you're from, and you just drop it down, lower in like second gear or third gear, probably second, depending on where you're going. It's just awesome. It feels like you have like the most control over your car and how it is driving. You have the most control. It's a lot of fun, but it's it's a rarity. Nobody really needs to drive stick, wants to drive stick, cares about stick, unless it's a popsicle, a popsicle stick, darling. It could be a popsicle stick. All right, here we go. And she parked over there. Okay, my wife watches these kids, and the mom came to pick them up. So now we're all set. Hopefully my car's not too loud when I drive and you can't hear my voice. That would be... Uh, total bummer all right 1635 36 37 38 and peace